Well, Family First has just released a new report which calculates that the fiscal cost to the taxpayer of family breakdown and decreasing marriage rates has been estimated at around $2 billion per year. That's around $520 per taxpayer. So not only does family breakdown impact adults and children, both emotionally and financially, but it also costs taxpayers in helping repair the breakdown. And the question we ask is, perhaps we should invest in strengthening marriages and families. Let's check it out. So the report, The Value of Family, Fiscal Benefits of Marriage and Reducing Family Breakdown in New Zealand, it was commissioned by us, Family First New Zealand, and prepared by international economist Andrew Bullions. And the report is actually an update of a previous 2008 NZIER report, which we also commissioned. You can see that on the right there. And since the first report, the cost has doubled, 2008-2009, when the fiscal cost was $1 billion, or $300 per taxpayer. So over the last 12 years, the cost of family breakdown has been in the order of $21 billion. And Andrew Bullions, the author, says that measuring the cost of family breakdown and decreasing marriage rates, it raises many challenges, but if we fail to consider and debate these costs, it would mean that we would have little chance of understanding some of the most important issues facing New Zealand's most vulnerable families. And he says this, while divorce may on occasion help avoid negative family income, such as in high conflict situations, international research suggests that the private costs of divorce and unmarried childbearing include increased risks of poverty, mental illness, infant mortality, physical illness, juvenile delinquency and adult criminality, sexual abuse and other forms of family violence, economic hardship, substance abuse and educational failure. In this report, emphasis is given to the effect of family breakdown and decreasing marriage rates on poverty among families with children. And he goes on to say, family breakdown and decreasing marriage rates also lead to social costs by increasing the fiscal costs of the taxpayers through increasing take-up of government programs, for example, the number of children and adults in need of income assistance or welfare, and through influencing the social problems facing communities such as crime and poor health outcomes. Both of these categories of taxpayer cost are considered in the report. And the author warns that these estimates of the taxpayer cost in New Zealand should, however, be qualified by the need for further research and debate on the assumptions employed in this paper, um, particularly those relating to the relationship between family breakdown and decreasing marriage rates and poverty amongst families with children and the relationship between changes in poverty rates and levels of government expenditure in a range of policy areas. Uh, the paper says the discussion in this report, let me just show you that, the discussion in this report, whoops, uh, this slide, the discussion in this report has implications for a range of policy areas. In particular, international experience supports the use of a range of programs and services to reduce unwed pregnancy amongst teen mothers, and to help prepare couples and support them during marriage. The further development of such programs and services could provide a fruitful direction for government policy in New Zealand. You know, it's always been understood that there is a stability that marriage brings, which is not so easily replicated in other partnership arrangements, and it can create the best environment possible for children. 
I think the research is persuasive. Children raised by their married biological parents are by far the safest from violence, abuse, poverty, and from prison. And so too are the adults. Look, not always, but the exception actually reinforces the norm. A child's deepest desire is for their mum and dad to stay together. And it's not always possible, but that's why divorce and separation and breakdown of family can be so devastating for children. But often when marriage is promoted, it's interpreted as an attack on solo or divorced parents. And that prevents us from recognising the benefits of marriage, which is supported by decades of research. Because in virtually every category that social science has measured, children and adults do better when parents get married and stay married. Provided, of course, there's no presence of high conflict or violence. And this is not a criticism of solo parents. I mean, they deserve to be honoured for their hard work and sacrifice. It simply acknowledges the benefits of the institution of marriage. And to back this statement up, just last September, StatsNZ announced that their research had shown that sole parents of dependent children report lower levels of well-being across a range of measures, including mental health and loneliness. And of course, the overwhelming majority of these solo parents were women. However, according to the most recent reported statistics, the general marriage rate in New Zealand has plummeted to a record low of only 10 couples per 1,000 people eligible to marry. Now, this is less than half of the rate 30 years ago and follows the uh, general decline since the peak you can see there on the far left, 1971. 455 per 1,000 was the marriage rate, and it's plummeted to just 10 in five decades. Uh, and that decline is one of our most important social issues. You know, a recent report that we commissioned on child abuse in New Zealand and its causes argued that family structure is the elephant in the room, and that the growth of child abuse has accompanied a reduction in marriage and an increase in cohabiting and single parent families. Why? Well, it's because the presence of biological fathers matters because generally, not every time, but generally it protects children from child abuse. Marriage presents the greatest likelihood that the father will remain part of an intact family. Compared to married parents, cohabiting parents are four to five times more likely to separate by the time their child is aged five. The Christchurch Child Development Study found that cohabitation or living together is a foremost risk factor for breakdown of the child's family in the first five years of the child's life. I think that's because marriage can act as a glue. And the child abuse report follows on from an earlier report we also commissioned on child poverty and its link to family structure and a report on imprisonment rates. And the imprisonment report stated if the government doesn't want to keep building more prisons, it needs to look to the children who are potentially tomorrow's offenders and acknowledge the role that family stability plays. On average, on average, children raised by married couples have the best outcomes in health, education and income, and by far the lowest involvement with the criminal justice system. And this new report shows that the decline of marriage and New Zealand's comparatively high teenage fertility rate and our rate of solo parenthood, it's not just a moral or a social concern, but it should also be a concern for government and policymakers. 
The report states that even a small reduction in family breakdown and increases in marriage rates could provide significant savings for taxpayers. Ultimately though, through strengthening marriages and family resilience and reducing family breakdowns, it's a significant public concern, both in human costs and economically. Irrespective of whether it's PC to say so, marriage matters. The facts speak for themselves. Mm -hmm.